Okay, she's recording. All right, we are all good. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode two of the Hockey Down Here podcast presented by Going the Distance Sports. I'm Taylor, and I'm with Alex here today, and we're going to be talking about the start of the NHL season and a couple other things. Yeah, I'm excited to get started. I mean, I think we've all been waiting for this season to just kind of get going. And I feel like it just came up out of nowhere, to be honest with you. Yeah, it was a, it started on a, what was, wasn't it like a Tuesday night or something? Last Tuesday, yeah. A week from yeah. today, a week ago today. Yeah, so we've actually had one week of uh, NHL hockey. And I think every team has played so far. And so we've kind of got a small sample size from um, a couple teams and a bit larger from some others. So just kind of depends uh, what the schedules have been so far, but uh, it's been exciting. We've been seeing a lot of crazy debuts, uh, including the Seattle Kraken, their first ever games. Um, I believe they're one and one right now. So not too bad. I mean, they lost their opening game, but they beat the Preds in their second one. So two points on the board. Yeah. And it was honestly surprising. It's like their opener for this season for their team debut wasn't even at home, which is kind of sad. Like, (laughs) <laughs> I feel like they should have made that happen for them. But yeah, they were in Nashville. Um, they beat Nashville, which is awesome. And I was in Nashville when that happened. Um, and so at night, all the Preds fans were kind of like, oh, whatever, whatever. So it was kind of funny. Um, I wish I Nashville, could game, Nashville but... has been taking the blunt of the joke for the past yes. couple seasons, especially since their famous banner raising thing. And I think uh, people blew up on social media about it. But um, the Preds kind of beat everyone to the punch by making a we gave the Seattle Kraken their first win banner and posting it. I thought that was actually pretty funny. Um, then they started getting a bit upset about it when the Canes started hopping on and made even more banners for them after they kept losing. So Yeah, it was like they tried uh, to make fun of themselves so other people couldn't, and then it just got carried away. Yeah, yeah I want. we were going to go to that game on Saturday with Carolina because, you know, that's like my secondary team. Uh, but okay. we just ended up not going because my friends aren't huge hockey people, which is sad. But it's a shame. It's a shame. It just didn't work out. Well, uh, the Seattle, I saw their game against Vegas, at least the opening game. Um, they didn't look great, but they didn't look bad. I don't know. I mean, I feel like they looked middle of the road, which is exactly where I expected them to be. I don't yeah. see them as a playoff team, but I see no. them middle as the road. So. It was like kind of surprising because it's like they only lost by one to Vegas. Mm-hmm. But then again, like Vegas to a lot of people hasn't been even impressive. No, no in not really. first couple games. They lost to the Kings. Yeah, they lost to the Kings six to two, which is like big question marks. Like that yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah, if you're and Vegas, that, you're like, yeah. kicking yourself. But and um, I feel like at the beginning of the season, like, Obviously, at the beginning of the season, anything can happen. You're just trying to get the wheels moving, but you should beat the Kings. That's true. And I think, actually, I, I think I'm wrong on Seattle's record being one and one I think last night they lost to the Flyers by a pretty decent amount, and uh, someone actually had a pretty good tweet about it. It was like, for a team that invests so much into defense, you know, they got Giordano, they got uh, Grubauer, and I'm, I, I forgot who the other players were. I mean, they're not the most memorable roster, in my opinion. But um, they uh, they got pretty blown out. I mean, they were down three in the first period. That's not not the best look overall. I mean, you can blame that on team chemistry so far. I mean, obviously they've played what three games together. I don't hate that, but at the same time, you know, they're not the best at defense either. So 
Yeah, I guess you, like, obviously everyone's like, oh, it's just team chemistry, blah, blah, blah. But like, I, like, I don't know, like, at what point do you not attribute it to team chemistry and you actually right. look at like the performance of the players? Um, and I think that's kind of like week one jitters out of the way. Week two, it should probably start rolling and connecting a little bit better. And if it doesn't, that's on them. Yeah. I remember Vegas got off to a pretty hot start uh, from their first year. I, I know they had like goalie injuries their whole like first two months, but even then they kept winning. And I think that's when they kind of started solidifying themselves as like, uh oh, like the, all the NHL GMs across the league, they, they screwed up giving them, you know, the players and the picks and everything in between that kind of made them who they are today. So uh, we'll see if Seattle kind of bucks that trend or even like kind of follows it. We'll see. Um, but there are other impressive debuts around the league, including some rookies who I think a lot of people have been waiting to see. I have here Hendrix Lapierre. He gets his first goal in his first game. Uh, he grew up actually idolizing Alexander Ovechkin, and there's photos of him, you know, getting hugs from Ovi after, you know, his goals. That's awesome. Uh, William Eklund, as a Sharks fan, I'm very excited for. He's, in my opinion, one of the uh, future superstars of the league. I'm probably jinxing it right now, but uh, he had a point in his knock debut. Yeah, knock on wood. Uh, he had an assist in his debut. He's got his second game tonight. I'm very excited to see it. Uh, who else? Mason McTarvish. He's got, I think, I think he already has his first point. I don't know if he got it in his first game, though, but uh, third pick overall. I think he's the highest draft pick to be playing from last year's draft because Beniers and Power are back in Michigan. And then, of course, uh, Mort Sider, the big prospect from Germany who's playing on the Red Wings. So a lot of big names that uh, I think we'll see a lot in the future. Yeah, and I think that, um, you know, just coming out of the draft and everything, like it's it's just nice to see like the younger kids getting into it and just kind of starting off on a strong note. And I know a lot of people kind of talk about like the sophomore slump with like their second season and stuff. And I've seen that with players that I followed. Um, coming out of the draft, but hoping for the best for them that they continue on doing well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been fun. I think there's like a lot of kind of new faces this year from what I've been seeing. It seems like there's a lot of kids coming from the college system and um, you know, it, it seems like the rosters across the league are pretty different from the last time we saw them. But um, another big thing uh, to start this season was, McDavid already has a hat trick and it's already his 10th hat trick. So, I mean, the guy's playing on rookie mode. It's incredible. I don't, I, it's not even fair. Yeah. And in the article I read, um, they were playing the flames and it was the flames 12th opening game loss in a row, (laughs) which is just like so sad because I mean, I've gone, like it was a tradition for my family to always go to opening night in Chicago and when they lost, it was just like, obviously when they lose any time, it's like, ugh. but then when it's like, when it's opening night, you're like, oh, like it's opening yeah. night at home. You can't even, can't even win for the, for the crowd. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like that's such a Calgary thing too. Like, yeah, like I, 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 I don't know. It just, I feel like that it fits them. Like I, they could go on to have a great season, but like, they'll always lose the first home opener. Uh, or opening game, actually, not just home opener. Yeah. But um, who else had a home opener? It was Tampa Bay on their banner night. It seems like teams always lose on banner night. I don't know. 
I would honestly agree. So I think got- they're so like, cause obviously they have the pregame like ceremony and everything. And I feel like mm-hmm. everyone's so focused on that. It's hard to get into like full game mode. And even like with home openers and everything, like just the pregame stuff that they do, I feel like it's, it's not a typical game. So it's harder to kind of get in the groove and like get in your pregame routine. Yeah. It's, and I think the penguins, I mean, I think it comes a lot from like the away teams just being kind of sick of watching and then they kind of get on a hotter start start because they're just more annoyed, if you will. But um, I might be eating my words about the Pittsburgh Penguins not being the best this year because so far they are actually, I believe they're atop the league standings right now, like the entire league. So, um, and that's without Crosby or Malkin. So pretty impressive, but I don't know if it'll last. I don't know. Yeah, and I think also like, on the flip side, as we were just talking about like the lightning and like their banner and stuff, like obviously two time in a row champs, but Detroit took them to overtime. <laughs> like yes. the Detroit Red Wings took the Tampa Bay lightning to overtime. Stevie, Stevie Iserman. He's, uh, he's doing a good job up in Detroit. It seems, I mean, he's got, he got Najelkovich and he, um, uh, he's got Maurice cider and, I don't know. I besides Dylan Larkin, I really don't know too much else about that team. Yeah, I but don't I mean, either. if you're and I don't really want if you're to. Tampa Bay, I don't either. I mean, it's just they're not <laughs> interesting to me, and I don't really care about them. And if you're Tampa Bay, that I mean, you, you got to wake up a little bit because I don't bad. think I don't think anyone wants you to win. But at the same time, you should win if that makes sense. Yeah, like I'm, I'm glad that Detroit took you to overtime because I'm like, Oh, there must be some holes somewhere. Yeah. But that's embarrassing for them. I mean, <laughs> even though they it's the lost... start of the season, it's embarrassing. Yeah. They lost that third line of uh, Gaudreau, Gordon, uh, Coleman. Yeah. And I think it is actually going to be kind of the reason they may not repeat this year. And not mad I, about that. I feel like all of those players are such great depth pieces and like, they're all like these, these three guys that just play with such intensity that when you remove a line that has so much heart, it's just kind of hard to replicate. And uh, now they're losing another player uh, for the foreseeable future. We don't know how long, but Nikita Kucherov, once again out, we'll see what BS comes out of Tampa this time with the cap space. He'll probably come back for the playoffs if they make it and don't, embarrass themselves in front of Detroit again but yeah yeah here, here we go again yeah <laughs> I mean I didn't see like the video or anything about like what actually happened but I don't know he needs surgery Tampa just apparently. bothers me so like I'm like oh classic Kucherov's hurt yeah like what's yeah. new oh he's good for May 1st wow very convenient that's really that's really convenient it's really convenient and now everyone's saying oh well Jack Eichel might go there now. I, I'm, I'm very skeptical about that. Yeah, that's that's it's it's a bit of a reach, but it's like such a it would be such a Tampa thing to pull off. Yeah, honestly, because then I read that um, the two contenders right now are like Vegas and the Avalanche, which. Jesus no. Like I I don't know I'm kind of indifferent I'm just kind of like. The drama surrounding him is just like irritating. Mm-hmm. And so, but what, what was like the big pull is that there was like five teams in the running and all of them 
would let him have the surgery and everything that he wants. So and like, who, who, are, who are those five teams? Um, it was Vegas. Let me look at this really quick. Yep. Um, oh, it doesn't say, but one of them was Vegas Rangers. And please hold. I'm going to do a little copy paste investigation here. I'm sure if it came up, the avalanche might, or the lightning would try and work that out, but I don't know. This whole Jack Eichel situation is, I mean, he's not playing this season. It doesn't seem. Yeah, no. It's, it's like a little too late for basically, I feel like everything. Exactly. Like it wasn't settled in the summer. So it just seems like there's so much going on now that it's just not mm -hmm. going to get sorted out. Yeah. But I believe the five teams were Anaheim, Minnesota, LA, Philly, and the Rangers. So this one doesn't have the Avalanche or Vegas. The Avalanche or Vegas. But that's those are just the things that I have found on I mean, the I, whole topic. I guess Anaheim makes sense. I don't know their contract situations, but uh, I don't. I guess they don't have a big one. Unless... I'm guessing they have space. Because I guess I'm so just too. thinking about like <laughs> Anaheim, like they yeah. they probably have space. Yeah, I'm I'm just thinking of their best players, Drysdale, Zagris, and Gibson. I can't imagine any of those guys are making anywhere close to like. I mean, two of those guys are already on entry level contracts, and uh, Getzlov. I don't know what he's making, but it's probably a one year deal thing. So I don't know. And like the Sabers don't want to retain any of it, so that's why it's always making yeah. it complicated because they're like. Oh, we want we don't we want him to go, but then they're like, well, we're not going to help out in any of that. Yeah, and it's like, well, you gotta you gotta pick your battles here. They're just going to force this poor guy into retirement, and he's like, what, twenty five? Literally, he's so young. <laughs> that sucks. He's only four years older than us. That's really sad. To that's think crazy. Could you imagine your career just like being done at twenty five? It's like, what do you do? You spend well, I mean, your whole my life doing trying to make it to where you're at and then the league says no well, i mean <laughs> mine's gonna be mine's gonna be done by 22 so it's it's fair i guess <laughs> i wouldn't call that quite a career <laughs> but you're telling me ending up in club club hockey is not not the quite career. the same as nhl um oh, it okay. might feel like it while you're on the ice but it's just not quite the same level well um speaking of club hockey smu did in fact beat tcu so didn't we also we that going. beat you though? I don't know. No, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure we did. We won, we won like 15 to one or something. I don't know. Yeah. But the, what was the game the night before? We didn't play the night before. You're lying. I don't know. Weird. Anyway. You're literally lying. I mean, not Van that I really care because. <laughs> Evander Kane has been officially <laughs> suspended. Subjects. <laughs> Switching subjects here. Evander Kane has been officially suspended by the league for 21 games. Um, it was based off of the fact that he did not meet COVID protocol. What was that? Ruling. Like, what was the protocol? So what people are saying is they believe it was a vaccination card issue where he tried to submit either a fake one or one that was changed because the I don't like have official sources for this. 
but from what I've like read on like the sharks boards and whatever that um, they believe he changed the date of the, like he did get vaccinated, but he changed the date of the vaccination so he could be in compliance with like the league's deadlines, which is requiring them to get vaccinated. I think it's a team thing, but absolute boneheaded rule. Like, like why not just like, be like, okay, I didn't get the vaccine on time, but I did get it. Like, what are, like, there's, come on, there's gotta yeah, be. Yeah, that is silly. It's like, what if it just, like, didn't work out? And also, like, you're not supposed to, like, if, say if he had COVID, like, he's not supposed to get it within, like, 90 days. So, like, what if he got COVID over the summer and he was just waiting? Yeah. We don't it's know. Like, what a, like, boneheaded move. But like then again, this is. Games, and when I heard that he was, when I saw like, oh, he's suspended. I was like, oh, must be something with all the investigations going on. Yeah. But then it was about COVID. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not based on his gambling. Uh, the accusations of him gambling on hockey, throwing games. And it's not on uh, the um, allegations his ex-wife brought up. Uh, Deanna Kane saying that he abused her. They uh, said those were um they could not be substantiated those those um allegations so i think there's a quote here from kane do you want to do you want to read that oh yeah this was his um statement to fans to the organization to everybody i'd like to apologize to my teammates the san jose sharks organization and all sharks fans for violating the nhl covid protocols i made a mistake one i sincerely regret and take responsibility for during my suspension i'll continue to participate in counseling to help me make better decisions in the future when my suspension is over i plan to return to the ice with great effort determination and love for the game of hockey also like so say he like forged a covid vaccination Mm -hmm. card yeah What, what are you going to counseling for gambling probably it's probably that probably has to do with gambling has, I, right because i like, would assume you this, don't just go to counseling because you forged a car no I, mean, you could, I, I don't know i would assume this has to do because he does he did come out and say last season that he had a gambling addiction yeah he said he went bankrupt as a sharks fan at that time we were like okay he got it out in the open like it's fine he was actually playing a really good season it seemed like he had kind of gotten past that and because like there the seasons before he was fine, but like you could tell there was something holding him back. And I know he had a really tough issue with like uh, having a stillborn child. That was terrible. But mm-hmm. I mean, there were still kind of he, he didn't seem to be quite there. And then he came out and was like, look, I have issues. I'm getting them fixed. And then he played a great season. And then, of course, this summer, all that stuff came back out. And it's like. Jesus, dude, like as a Sharks fan, it's it's so hard because I don't know where to stand with this guy because I'm getting tired of it. Um, I'm sure his teammates are tired of it. I know um, they said that Logan Couture and none of the teammates had talked to him since all this stuff had come out about like the suspension or anything. So it's not like they're in like good cahoots or anything. But that's what's also going to be interesting is when he does come back, if he does come back, team chemistry and like that kind of stuff it definitely yeah. is going to play a role because it's like if these people don't trust him off the ice it's going to be very very difficult to try to connect with him on the ice and side note nhl is not making people players get vaccinated if players are unvaccinated they're like road trips restrictions like they can only go to their right. team hotel practice facility and arena they probably can't go to canada either if they're in the u.s i feel like they're gonna make an exception 
I don't know. Well, I don't. I don't know any players because you really can't just, outside like, of Canada. Not leave, you can. You can't just like leave your player behind if he's unvaccinated. They'll probably get a negative sure test can. and then fly him to Canada. They'll be fine. I'm I don't not know about that. But uh, man, it it stinks being like well, being it sucks a shark. He's just like such a face of the franchise. So it's just. Not, I like, mean, not really. He 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 was kind of uh, he's kind of been late to this team. Yeah, but like. But, you just he associate is, him with the Sharks, you know, like, and vice versa. Yeah, I mean, he is the – he was the top point scorer last year. Yeah. Um, what's weird is, like, people have been saying, like, the Sharks seem to have, like, a better, like, mood right now. And people are like, well, it's probably because Kane isn't there. And honestly, I kind of believe them because, I mean, they, they won their first game against the Jets. The Jets aren't a sleeper team, I feel. I feel like yeah. the Jets are – like that decent. was even a um, no I made for surprising starts because obviously the Jets had a great playoffs last season. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, well, in like think about like this player's bringing so much drama into like the workspace basically and then he's gone. Like I would feel the weight lifted off my shoulders. You don't have to like think about it as much. Yeah. And like I, I don't feel like him and someone like Brent Burns are really going to be getting along after like all this crap. Probably not. (laughs) I don't know. Brent Burns just doesn't seem like a guy who takes any BS about this. So. Well, and he's like older. He's probably. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like, I I feel like San Jose has got to make some kind of move. Like they got to be ahead of it when it comes to like, they should know what they're doing before these 21 games are up and he's allowed to come back. Like they either need to trade him or they need to like, wave him and then like have him not report kind of thing do you think just, any team would take him though i don't know because his cap is is pretty brutal at seven million yeah and, and he's uh, just like a risky player to take i feel like yeah i mean right now yeah yeah <laughs> jeez especially with, i don't like, know PR purposes because i mean like at the end of the day ever it's just a business yeah so actually like- i would i have a pr class this semester and you know Little did I expect to be talking about the San Jose Sharks in a PR class in Texas. I was like, no way. Like, this is ridiculous. So. I do love sports PR. It's so interesting. (sighs) Never ending, is it? Never ending. Well, um, who do we got next? Who do we got next here? Tuka Rasks. All these players, they're just, their future is uncertain. (laughs) Eichel, Kane, Tuka Rask. Golly. And this comes right after our last episode in which we probably spent like maybe five minutes being like, oh, Tukarask will be back this year and he'll have a good year. And now is Tukarask We were back? like, no. Bruins, Bruins, Bruins. Yeah, that, that didn't age well. No. So um, it's like an undisclosed injury, I believe. Um, I really I can't like find much information. I just, I need to read more about this real quick because I'm just like, can he just be okay? They said something about, um, I know David Krejci left, but there's still rumors that he's coming back. I don't know. Like the, there's like the Bruins people said the door is still open for both Krejci and Tukarask to return. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's tough because Tukarask is a fantastic goalie. I think Bruins are in good hands with Jeremy Swayman, but yeah. at the same time, he's still young. He's not too Garask. Um, and it would just be nice to have that veteran presence as a role model. Oh, actually, something we actually left off here is uh, Carey Price. 
mean, he, oh, he, took yeah. his, he took a step away to uh, go get some help with the NHLPA's player assistance program. So obviously none of that was disclosed, but um, like the face of the Canadians and like the face of maybe goaltending, I feel so. Oh, well, he, um, Carey Price received standing ovation at Habs fans, by Habs fans at home opener. That's sweet. That's nice. Um, so I think it's good that he's getting whatever issues taken care of. Um, hopefully he's going to return because Carey Price does make the league a better place. And yeah, um, that's this. Yeah, this is interesting. It will become even more interesting as like stuff develops too. Yeah. So we don't know what it is, but um, hopefully he's doing okay. And hopefully he returns soon. Go him for like knowing to step away though. Like that's huge. Yeah. And I think, I think the timing was appropriate too. Like he mm-hmm. didn't wait till, you know, partway through the season, not to say like it's an issue to like step away during the season if you have to, but like, I think he did the right thing and kind of getting ahead. Timing. I think, yeah, I think he got ahead and he was like, look guys, I need to take a step away. And I think it allowed the Canadians to maybe make a couple more adjustments uh, before the season. So um, obviously they're going to be worse off because of it, but um, in the long run, it might be better. But um, I'm also with this Tuka Rask sitch because he said he'd like to resign with the Bruins and hopes to be healthy enough to play around the holidays. And then I also, he would be a cheap goalie for the Bruins is what he also said. That's weird. Because if, if they decided to sign the Oh, Olympics, you know what? I, he, I, yeah. He's old. He's recovering from surgery. And like he, he probably, he wants to stay in Boston. Yeah. He probably I, get I, him a discount. I think I saw some over the summer where he's like, I'd stay for like a six pack of Bud Light or something. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's looking tough for goalies out here. But um, I think a goalie who stepped away from the game and is doing well is actually Lundquist, who got a job with MSG, who they do all the Rangers broadcasts. Mm-hmm. And he's an analyst for them now. I think it's appropriate. I think he is kind of a Ranger forever. And uh, MSG is a pretty big it's a pretty big network for sports in general. So uh, great that he's getting back out there. And I think he fills the role really well. He's very eloquent when he speaks, even though he speaks Swedish first. Very good. That's a really good point. Yeah. I like when um, the former players come back as analysts and stuff, because obviously they know the game better than anyone. So it's just, it's also just neat to see like both sides to it and how they kind of transition into that. And they don't have to transition into being like a total, civilian they can still be attached <laughs> to the game <laughs> but uh yeah i mean a lot of um interesting uncertain futures i think that i think that's kind of the big takeaway so far this episode it's we got a bunch of new guys who are coming in the league they're rookies they have an uncertain future in the sense that like we don't know how they're going to progress i mean some of them might do really well and some might kind of bottom out um we got some guys who have some off the ice issues and need those to be taken care of. And then we have guys who, you know, injuries have held them back and have caused them to step away. So a lot of uncertainties. Are there any rookies that you think um, are being put on an NHL roster too soon? 
That's actually a great question. Um, it feels like teams, like despite the fact there were like some notable rookies, I feel like they were kind of conservative with bringing guys up. I mean, um, considering the first and second overall pick aren't playing this year, that's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Ducks might be rushing McTarvish a bit. Um, I know he was kind of projected anywhere between where he got drafted and like 15. So, I mean, he's got a huge range of people were kind of uncertain about him. And I, I don't know if another year in either the minors or kind of juniors would have helped him. Uh, I don't believe he was slated to play in college. So I don't know. McTarvish is an interesting one that I may be a bit, kind of like why why did they do that their team isn't really good at all why would you bring yeah, it into that like why why rush it when you could just develop them a little bit more yeah i mean same could be said about willie mecklin with the sharks i just think that's kind of a necessity since they got no one else and in the preseason he actually had their most points on the team like that's i don't know if you're the sharks that's either a good thing or like oh geez guys like maybe maybe we're not very good anymore yeah <laughs> I guess you really could see it both ways. <laughs> um, but kind of speaking on uh, like the Owen Power and Maddie Beneers, the University of Michigan might have one of the best college hockey teams like we've seen in a very long time. Yeah, they're pretty stacked. <laughs> um, deservedly, they're the number one ranked team in the country. I believe they're undefeated as of right now. They probably haven't played like four games, but um they've got Owen Power they've got um Matt Beneers they have Thomas Bordalo they've got um what's his name Brisson his last name is Brisson his dad is actually an NHL agent um and then they have Luke Hughes the third Hughes brother who actually got drafted fourth overall so they have what they have three of the top four picks of the past draft class that's crazy all on yeah, one team. They are undefeated. Who have they played so far? They played Bowling Green, okay. Lake Superior State twice. Okay. Oh, that doesn't make sense because it says they're four and no, but they've played five times. Uh, maybe they played like a tournament to begin. Maybe, maybe that Lake Superior State or something. Maybe. And then Minnesota Duluth, and then Minnesota State, which was the big win. Okay. Yeah, I. Oh my gosh! Would, these, have you ever these games start at funky times? What are the Minnesota times? Minnesota Duluth seven thirty seven p.m. Minnesota State five. I mean four oh seven p.m. And all like the other a, ones are normal, but that those two were just could be like a TV thing. Yeah, maybe. Or I don't even know. Are they, they're probably that not on TV. Random. But um, yeah, it's. Man, I, I do not see Michigan losing very much this season. And if you predicted that Michigan was going to win everything this year, uh, I would say, yeah, you're probably right. They should. They I like absolutely argue. should. I'm not saying there aren't better teams, like if that makes sense. But in terms of just talent, these guys are practically an all-star roster for college. Oh, 100%. It's incredible. And I mean, like, the Big Ten is like fairly – loaded with their hockey teams but i do think michigan definitely sits at the top yeah 
Yep. Um, but yeah, as you said, they beat Minnesota State, who um, you you had they they were originally number one. Yeah, they Minnesota were ranked State. number one. I don't know. I'm guessing the standings changed after that. But like going yeah. into that game, Minnesota State was number one. Jeez. College hockey, it's it's uh, I feel like it's something that's going to start catching on with ESPN now, and I think ESPN cool. could make a lot more money and by broadcasting those games because I think it's actually very interesting and people get into it in like the colder states where maybe their football teams aren't as good like Boston College I know they have like an okay football team but man that, that's a hockey school yeah and so Michigan is now number one Minnesota yep. State is two St. Cloud State is three yep. Minnesota is four and Minnesota Duluth is five so the yep. state of Minnesota is crushing the top five <laughs> and i'm not surprised minnesota is good at hockey wow that's a crazy a takeaway surprise. from crazy takeaway from our analysis there i'm so glad we could uh really you uncover that call it a hot take <laughs> oh my goodness sorry my screen got all messed up okay but what i'm so excited about I love the Olympics. It's one of my favorite time of year. I am, other than hockey, I am like a more of a summer Olympics person, but I am excited because I just feel like this year's so fun with the Olympics since Tokyo got postponed. So it's just a year full of Olympics. Yeah. Obviously it's 2022 when winter starts, but it's just so fun because I didn't have to wait two years. I just had to wait a couple months. Um, so I'm not surprised with three players for Olympics team. Like, I'm not surprised by the three players that were announced for some highlighted countries here. Um, I am now curious because Kucherov was named to Russian Olymp the Russian Olympic committee team. So I guess we'll see what happens with that. Yes. Uh, he might, he, he might uh, have to stay out of that so he can be ready for May. So yeah, he could, he needs to be ready for May. Yeah. So wouldn't want to ever risk that. Or maybe he'll go to the Olympics, potentially win, and then get hurt again, and then be ready for May. Now that that would actually be genius by both he's Tampa too Bay good to and play in the Russia. regular season. Like he's mm. just he's just too cool. <laughs> he's too cool. He's too cool to play in the regular season. Like why I, lo would he need to I, I low key I low key really hate him for just taking off the regular season and then just showing up in the playoffs and then being the best player in the playoffs. It's so annoying. Like, like that dude, was nuts. Hey, play the regular season like the rest of you. Like, you know. And it I'm just not... like it just sucks <laughs> because it's like playing an 82 game season and then going to the playoffs is hard. Yeah. Like mentally, physically, like that is hard. Yeah. But it's he not... just took a took an 82 game break. He's like, no, I'm good. I'm he's I'll... like, I'm I'll just play these games like the preseason because I'm fresh. He's like, I'll see y'all on the other side. I'll... Literally. I'll see y'all in May. <laughs> Yeah, see, see you guys in May. We'll, That's hilarious. We'll be there together. But um, yeah, I don't think too many surprises. So I'll, I'll go through the uh, rosters that have been announced, or the three players who have been announced, who I assume are captains, I guess. They're going to be the captains of the teams. Yeah, I was confused how it was just like three players announced. but So it, it was Canada started it, apparently. And then everyone just was like, oh, yeah, we'll just announce three players because too. They, so. I didn't even know they had tryouts yet. Because usually I mean, you still have to try out. 
I'm looking at the list of these players, these guys probably. I mean, well, duh. Yeah. But like, even so, this is 2022. So minus four. So 2018, right? Yes. Okay. Well, they didn't have they didn't have NHL guys in 2018. The last time they had NHL players, they did have to try out. Maybe yeah, I'm in the World Cup of yeah. Hockey, though. Mm. But I know for the yeah, Olympics, when's that coming back? Too. I thought that I was going to be like I have a jersey from that. I thought that was going to be like a consistent thing. What happened? So did I. Now that they... we're talking about it, <laughs> but hell? I know at some point they had recently that I can recall they had to try out. I I don't know. I they just Canada just one day woke up and were like we're just gonna oh, say no, McDavid, Crosby, and Petrangelo are already on the team, and yeah, everyone was like, I'm... everyone just started freaking out. It was like, wait, 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 wait like what wait we do we have to announce players now and then everyone else did it so yeah canada's got mcdavid crosby and petrangelo out of all those i was like petrangelo that's a weird one that seemed weird to slot him in yeah because obviously like, there's a ton of good canadian players that i poor defense petrangelo is good but just I, don't know. I know i'm kind of surprised because i i don't even think he's the best defenseman on his team and the other defensemen are also canadian so i don't know it was weird. i would agree but it be how it be, I guess. I, go Canada, sure. Um, Canada. Sweden chose Hedman, Zabanajad, and Landeskog. All of those make incredible sense. Um, Finland went with Aho, Barkov, and Rantanen. Again, no surprises. Uh, then the Czech Republic went with Andre Palat, uh, David Pasternak, and Jacob Vorchek, or Jakob Vorchek, depending on how you want to pronounce it. Um, and then, <laughs> I mean, again, fair, I guess. Maybe I would have yeah. chose Tomas Hurl or obviously something. Obviously, the team's not just three people. No. So I'm just no. like, people will fill in around them. It'll yeah. be fine. Germany went with Dry Seidel. They did go with the rookie Moritz Seider. That was That's a cool, hype. cool, interesting one. Yeah, could Actually, you imagine like starting your NHL debut and then being picked for the Olympics? That's pretty cool. That'd be so fun. Um, I think Germany is actually going to be pretty decent during the Olympics, but I guess we'll see. Um, the USA went with Matthews, Jones, and Kane. We're talking about Patrick Kane, not Evander. He's Canadian. but um, I don't think they would pick Evander. <laughs> I don't think Evander's making the Olympics either way. <laughs> um, Sorry, kid. I think a great for Seth Jones. I don't know. Was he on the Olympic team in 2014? I don't know if he was. So. I think Let me do some research. I think it's deserved. I think he's outstanding. I think he's really like shown himself and proved himself. So um Austin Matthews making his Olympic debut. That's gonna be fun. And of course, Patrick Kane. I mean, he's all time one of the best US players. So how do you say no? How do you say no? But yeah, and then rounding that out, the Russian Olympic Committee. I think yeah because they're not allowed to have like a team represent their country so they have to do like the olympic committee well i thought it was said i thought it was olympic athletes of russia it's i just know for like gymnastics in the spring it was roc okay well but, they they chose ovechkin kucherov that might need to change and vasilevsky so also like who do you think is the old, I don't, I'm going to have to look this up, oldest 
hockey player in the Olympics? It's going to be uh, Kovalchuk. I think he. I think he was just announced. Actually, now that we're thinking about it, I think Ilya Kovalchuk just this got named. Jamie Dwyer made Australian history by becoming by becoming the oldest men's hockey player at the games when he made his fourth Olympic appearance at Rio. But that's Rio was summer. Oh no, Kovalchuk is the GM of the Russian team. Correct. That's interesting. I didn't. I didn't know those. I thought he was going to suit up like he always does. Yeah, I. This says people <laughs> from Switzerland were the oldest. I just. Oh, like we Ovechkin. forgot the Swiss Swiss team. Who did they have? I just feel like Ovechkin's kind of an. He's an oldie but goodie. The Swiss team had before we move on from this. Swiss ice hockey. Um, shoot. Swiss ice hockey Olympics. I mean, I don't think any of the players are a surprise. No. Really. Come on. Not at all. Oh, Switzerland. Okay, so they have Roman Yossi. Classic. Nico Hishir, pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Timu Meyer. So very exciting. Probably not as good as the other groups, but they're decent, I guess. Hey, don't worry. China's hockey team is to be announced. Ooh, I'm very excited for that. I wonder who they're going to pick. That's interesting. <laughs> if um... they win a game, the other team really should consider <laughs> uh, making an early exit. Yeah. <laughs> um let's see yeah none of these other i'm just looking at the three releases now yeah nothing else is crazy to me i'm excited for that though i do love the olympics and i think i think the u.s has a tradition of always announcing their roster after the winter classic game at least that's that's what i remember like in 2000 i think it was the 2010 game they had um uh, where was the 2010 game at? It was in Boston, I believe. They finished the game, and then they they had like little kids have jerseys of the guys who they who are going to be represented in the U.S. So sweet. And I think that's when Tim Thomas was still around. And so at the end, Tim Thomas just goes and skates <laughs> next to all the little kids in his USA jersey. So overall, I think that's always kind of a cool thing. And um, I mean, I know Winter Classics in Minnesota kind of boring, but um overall like i i really feel like sports is back for the first time in a long time now that the hockey season has started i'm not saying hockey is the reason that like sports is back but it just feels like everything's like we've kind of crossed a threshold where i think everything is more normal again yeah and i'm going to the stars game on friday because my dad's in town so oh wow i'm able nice. to give a little update on how normal it is because i went to a mavs preseason game a couple weeks ago and we had to like send in our vaccination proof and or a negative test or something like that. So yeah, I feel like it's normal. I'm excited to be going to like a sporting event again. I mean, I went last year. Um, but yeah, I'm just excited yeah. to just watch sports again. Cause I just feel like now this is starting NBA starting um, world series um, playoffs and stuff is going on right now too. college football, college football, NFL. So just just a good time. Fall's a good time. Yeah. And I think someone who's missing out on that is 
NBC, as they no longer have the NHL, as that is an yeah, ESPN property now. But um, I don't know. Do you have ESPN Plus? Okay. Let me read this text from my mother. Okay. So basically, we, I don't have ESPN Plus, but my parents got the, hold on. What did she send me? We have added the NHL Center Ice to our Spectrum account. Okay, so we did it through NHL Center Ice, which I guess is, I don't know if that's even related to ESPN now. No, because, okay, here's, here's, here's what I kind of went through. I went to the NHL TV app on my Apple TV or whatever. I clicked on a game and I tried to watch it and it goes, oh, go to ESPN Plus. And I'm like, really it says it's on a different network like it said it was on well, like and like it should re theoretically it should redirect you i mean espn's like all powerful they should be able to redirect you and also why why can't they just show uh espn broadcast on nhl tv if that's like if that's their property yeah. now very strange yeah it's, it's, i'm gonna it's log so in. confusing i'll watch the blackhawks game tonight so i'll see how it goes But what was interesting is when I was in Nashville and we like went out for lunch or we were just Mm -hmm. like chilling, listening to music, I would like look up and I'm like, oh, I would just get mesmerized by the hockey coverage because I was like, wow, I never see this. I was like, wow, this is so awesome. Has there been a game on ABC yet or they are they is that coming up? I don't I don't think so. I mean, I I don't don't know. I know I I I did watch the uh, shoot who, who was playing opening night not okay we did watch seattle but the game after that oh, was on yes yeah. ES, that was on espn but i'm um i'm just very confused because i just feel like there's too many there's just a lot of like they're like we're not getting like rid of ESPN, this old thing abc espn plus hulu i'm like yeah. we have too many things going on yeah oh tnt tnt is actually TNT. really fun did yeah. you see the pregame show with Gretzky and Shaq? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, that was fun. Or no, not Shaq. Uh, Barkley, Charles Barkley, I think. That was funny. That was actually, I think, I think the broadcasting has been good. Yeah. From like the commentator's perspective, but just for a like a consumer perspective, it is so all over the place. And I was actually trying to watch one of the Stars games. And it said it was blacked out here. And I was like, I, I'm in Dallas. How is it blacked out? I went to the networks yeah. you said to go to. And yet it's still, I can't watch it. Well, yeah, I'm like, I don't, I think that's why my mom did it through like her Spectrum account. Because like, I don't have cable here. Yeah. And so I can like log into her cable through like my smart TV or my phone or my computer. Because that's what happens when I did like the NHL TV, or I guess if I got ESPN plus, would like black out the games because they want you to go to live tv but it's like i don't i don't have live tv but then i went to the live tv and the like and the channel was like oh no it's not here either and it's like you suck like cool where is it (laughs) i will go stream this game from reddit or something if you don't tell me where like i need to pay for it so i don't know it's it's fine but it's weird and like i think they're still trying to figure it out and then i think us as hockey fans are also still trying to figure it out because it used to be just so easy. You would yeah. just click a button and everything would be okay. Yeah. So um, ESPN, NHL, if you're listening to this, figure it, 
you know, the hell out, please. Yeah, figure it out, please. We just want to watch our sport. Yeah. Just trying to watch hockey. Um, I think that was everything so far. I mean, um, do we do we have anything else? Oh, Olympic predictions. Who do you think oh, is yeah, yeah, sure. gold? Well, now I just feel, I feel like a bonehead if I don't say Canada. I mean, I want the USA to win, obviously, but I mean, we have yet to see. Mc- oh, I haven't even like I said, Matthews making his Olympic debut. McDavid's making his Olympic debut. Yeah, that's crazy. That's that's absurd. On the I... same team with Crosby, that's not fair. It definitely will be a powerhouse, but I do just <laughs> want to stay loyal to my red white and blue in the yeah. usa yeah we are uh i think if we do have a chance to win it it'll be this year i think we I have agree. a really good chance this year um i think there are some parts of our lineup like when you start getting to the bottom half you're like oh maybe not as good as canada but yeah the depth is going to be an issue i feel like yeah i don't know sweden could be tough but i think it's usa or canada this year or next year oh i just love the olympics and it will be interesting because like olympics are nbc yeah so like doing a little <laughs> they're gonna be like oh hey guys remember us yeah, and we're gonna be like yeah us. look what look what y'all did we can't watch games anymore thanks we're guys. just trying to watch <laughs> the game but yeah um i'm i'm glad we got another episode in i know we kind of had a short break in between but i think um yeah october has just been slammed yeah i think we'll try to aim for a bit more consistency moving forward um we'll have to see what the schedules are like but um uh we'll also try and find a way of keeping everyone updated with uh with this i know um i'm gonna try and start writing some blogs on the going the distance yeah um, i was gonna do like kind of like a little write-up of what we talked about today and then put people towards the podcast too so yeah so definitely the written pieces and if you're if you did read and now you're listening thank you yeah if you um just stay tuned i feel like that's the only thing we can really say right now i mean it's kind of this is only episode two so early days i mean who knows this is the next spit and chiclets i guess yeah maybe we're the next big thing who knows who knows if you well, want to sponsor us let us know we'll shout you out i'll wear your hat i don't know yeah that'd be fun we could get t-shirts <laughs> you never know you never know and uh, i think that's kind of the theme of today you never know you never know so you never know when your career is going to end at 25 well that was a sad way to end it but we will do it there <laughs> <laughs> on that note Good night, everybody. Thank you. (laughs) Talk to you later.